Thanks for joining us for another MXRS podcast, telling the story behind the stories. I recently interviewed Janina Galloway, an accomplished soprano. She shares her mixed roots story and shares her experience navigating life as an opera singer. I am here with my friend Janina, and we are at a nice little cafe in Tucson, Arizona. My first question for you is, what is your mixed root story? Well, uh, my mother is Caucasian and my dad is black, and they were both born and raised in Merced, and they both still live in California, and so I am biracial. I was born in San Francisco, my dad was in the army, and then shortly after, we moved to Merced, California. I do identify as mixed. I think growing up it was, I didn't really realize that there would be sort of a a line drawn between the races, because I was raised by a white family, and it wasn't until really high school that I was asked to choose whether I would, was white or black. And I had a hard time. I always said that I was both, and that wasn't really accepted with my black friends. And my white friends said that they didn't consider me black, so it didn't matter. (laughs) But I always felt that I was both. So then what did you put? I would check both boxes, even if it said check one box. (laughs) Tell me about your choice of profession and kind of your journey. I've just been singing in church since I was in preschool, and it feels like it's been a natural progression. Um, I continued to sing through high school, and then undergrad I was a vocal performance major, and I, I didn't know what style I was going to end up in. I was interested in a lot of different styles, but my voice naturally is more suitable towards opera. And so that's how I chose. I did have a hard time in high school because I was made fun of a little bit because of my operatic voice. There, black people, um, sort of you, it's assumed that you're going to sing R&B or soul or pop and be Whitney Houston as opposed to an opera singer. And so I really shied away from opera until my mid-20s just because I had a hard time not fitting into the mold. Um, so what was it that that kind of got you over that hump of the stereotype of what um, maybe type of genre you should sing to the type of genre? Being, I think being introduced to other singers like myself I had never done before. I was, after undergrad, I moved back to Merced and work, I was working an office job. I was working in a human services agency um, working with welfare clients and it just, I wasn't singing at all. And so I had remembered I went to this audition the year previous and it was sort of all the local musical theater companies and an opera company had come and they said, when you come back to town, you should call us. And I just picked up the phone that day. It was a random day in the office and I called them and they were doing a production of Porgy and Bess and which is um, an all African-American cast. And so I think that was a Thursday or a Friday. I called in sick on the Monday, and I went to that audition, and then they gave me a lead role. And so for two months, I was hanging out with singers that were African-American and were 
further along in the journey than me, and I knew that it was something that I could do. I had a sort of a place in the world of opera. Have you found your mixed roots has played a role in your experiences as a vocalist and a performer? I think it does, because even though there are a lot of black singers in opera, there's not enough that there's more than a couple at each audition. So I think it's something that helps me to stand out, where in a sea of thousands of sopranos, it's easy to get lost. I think it's less easy for people to forget that I showed up, which is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anybody um, in the opera world that is mixed or of color that you've kind of looked to as um, looked to to see how they've kind of navigated the waters um, before you since there's not a lot or are you the one who's kind of parting the waters for the first time? I'm definitely not the one paving the way. My current voice teacher, I've been studying with her for three years and she is a phenomenal mentor and that she is black and she paved the way. She was among the pioneers that paved the way in a time where there weren't hundreds of us, there were a handful and very few actually working and she was able to work when people weren't getting hired who were of color. She was singing on the world's greatest stages right along the other singers. I was getting my master's at Cal State Northridge and my teacher at the time thought that I would work really well with my current teacher Faye Robinson and so I came and I met her and then that was that we just sort of started working so together. So you came where? I came to oh the University of Arizona. I'm finishing up my doctorate in vocal performance and she is my mentor but we don't ever talk about race. It's not an issue. We know that it's there. I know that she had to go through a lot of things, but the fact of the matter is that she's a strong woman and she has high expectations for all of her students. And, I mean, there's no excuse. When you have gone through so much in your life and you've succeeded, there's no excuse I can come up with at any point of the day that will create a barrier for me. So has she ever talked about um, those experiences for you to know? We have talked about them. Um, yes. I Yeah, we've talked about them, but um, she never wants to make that an issue, you know. Right. Which I highly respect. Right. So the whole purpose is to make sure that you are being trained the way you need to so that you will be as success, success, mm-hmm. excuse me, successful as possible. Yes, um, and I'm sure that she knows that I would have to be even more trained than the next person. Right, right. And that's why she pushes you so hard yeah. is because she knows that you're going to have to be much, much, much more prepared and on pitch and everything, yeah. right, than everybody else. You've performed in many places across the states and the world. Um, have you found a difference in how you're being received as a woman of color in the different places across the country and even internationally? Growing up in California, I honestly rarely ever was made aware in productions or auditions. I was pretty much unaware that my 
the color of my skin was being taken into consideration. A few years ago, I went to Georgia, and it was my first time in the South. And it's there's just a line. There's this invisible difference between black people and white people and how they interact with each other. And being mixed, I always felt that I could sort of go on either way whenever I wanted to and it, I had I sort of lost myself for a week I just didn't know how to function in a world where I was either or I didn't have the option of saying that I'm both and that was it was a little bit difficult I think it was just a feeling an energy you get around people and how they're responding to you I don't speak in a way that's stereotypically black and so I felt that I felt whitewashed when I was around black people and then I felt that I was definitely being viewed as black when I was around white people and that line was just very difficult for me to balance and I did not do a very good job at it. I sort of like internalized all of that and, and I think if I went back now I'd be fine. It was my first, I'm from California and it was my first time in the South right. and so I think that was just a little bit of a shock in itself. Tucson is no stranger to some of the racial conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty nationally known, some yeah. of the things that have gone on here in Tucson. So coming here from California, um, maybe how have you been received? Um, the, I, race is just always on everyone's mind, I feel. And it's always sort of in the background. In which ways does that come out? I mean, well, even yesterday, I'm currently working at a coffee shop so that I can... (laughs) I'm an artist, so we do that. And a customer came in and he said, listen, girl. And the way that he said girl was... It just gave me... It made my skin just crawl. It wasn't like, hey, girl, how are you? It was like... It was a class sort of thing. And then he made a comment. I asked him if he needed his receipt, and he said, uh, send it to Obama. I heard he's trying to learn to read. (laughs) And then, you know, from there, I just sort of zoned out and left the situation. But things like that happen regularly here, whereas they had never, mm, they'd rarely happened in my entire life in California. So I've had professors comment on student skin color Um, uh, There was a foreign student from Mexico who was a singer, and he sang a gospel song at one of the concerts, and the next day, in the middle of a a crowded hallway of students, a very powerful professor came up to him and said, good job on your song last night. Your skin was much darker last night. Wow. And things like that with that professor that I had a class with him five days a week, an hour a day, happened regularly and by regularly I mean not once a month once or twice a week I would have to hear him comment on race not just the black race but Mexicans and Asians he would make fun of accents we have a lot of I mean it's music there's people from all over the world it's sort of that's what's great about music right it's an international you know language yeah Yeah. and so he would we'd have people that English is their second language and he would make fun of the way that they said words you know he said one time um, with a Korean international student he said there's nothing worse than a Korean smart ass just things that were so inappropriate on a regular basis one time we were taking group photos and 
he had uh, three black men standing near each other, and he said, it's a basketball team all of a sudden, instead of choir. You thought you were coming to choir, but it's really a basketball game. Wow. You know. Yeah. Just, and this is, he's mentoring a predominantly white group of male students. Right. So he's not obviously responding appropriately. Yeah. Um, has he, that you know of, ever been challenged on these comments? Um, several people have reported him, but he's very powerful, so there have been no repercussions, and I don't expect that there will be. Right. How about any of your international travels? How I, are you um, received there? I don't, I think it's much less of an issue other places. I have Costa Rican friends, and they had no idea that race was such an issue until they got here. Because, like, they just, it's a totally different way. They don't consider race. And I actually didn't believe them the first time they said that because it's so foreign to me. But they said, we don't see race. We don't, everyone's mixed with something, you know. And so when you go to foreign places or if you go internationally, I've gone to Italy, I don't, I haven't felt that that I stuck out. Right. You're just seen as American or just as a yeah. person? Maybe? I think, I don't know. I probably just allowed American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can people um, learn more about your performances or hear you or experience you, uh, some of the work that you're doing, um, or so support your journey as mm-hmm. a mixed roots opera singer? <laughs> Well, I am finishing up my degree, and I'm auditioning all over the world currently, actually. And um, I have a Facebook page, uh, Janina Galloway, Mm -hmm. and a Reverb Nation page where I can post some of my current uh, music, Mm -hmm. audio recordings, and video. I've been invited to participate in an international vocal competition in... Spain, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. It's actually been a dream of mine since I was in my mid-20s to go to this um, audition. And then in addition to that, after the competition takes place, there have been several days of master classes with some world-renowned um, music professionals. Mm-hmm. And so I am currently planning on going on that trip to Spain. So you're raising money to go I am. Home. I am raising money. It's really great. This is this is something when we talk about um, different ways to uh, explore and express one's mixed um, identity and their mixed roots identity, a lot of people do it through the arts in different ways. And so one of the reasons I want to interview you is because we don't hear very often about opera singers and how that's another way to express um, express yourself and your identity. And so we definitely want to support that mode of storytelling as well. So that is important. It is important. I think it's wonderful to have a place where you can be biracial, where you can be mixed and have that be accepted as a, as not separate from the other things you identify with, but as equally as important. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. 
Yeah. Thank you for um, taking a few minutes to talk to me about your mixed roots stories. And we will look forward to supporting you in your future work and hearing more about your progress and development as an opera singer. Follow Janina on Facebook at Janina Galloway Soprano. You can support her upcoming competition in Spain by visiting her GoFundMe account found on our website. So glad you had time to join us for another MXRS podcast. As you know, our jingle was created by the singer and the songwriter. We appreciate your likes on Facebook and invite you to interact with us there. Ask us questions, share your stories. You can follow us on Twitter at our mixed stories and you can send us an email to info at mixedrootstories.org. What's your mixed root story? <laughs>